Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so wonderful to see all of you blessings. And tonight we're going to be going over 1 Chronicles 29 and 2 Chronicles 1 through 3. Now, the first chronicle is about going over the history of all of what has happened with the uh, Israelites coming back into Jerusalem. And so is a, so some of the stories are going to sound similar, like I've said in the past, but it's just a retelling of the stories to bring everyone current on what's going on with them re-entering. For the younger generations that didn't know about what has happened, this is them telling them their history. So right now, where we are in Chronicles is where David is near his ending of his life and telling his son Solomon about building the temple in the way that God has given him his instructions, but not only just that, to be faithful as a servant in order to be blessed by the Lord totally. So that's where we are tonight. After the first, after the music selection, then we'll pray. Holy Spirit. Come 
Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for the joining of your spirits coming into one, Lord, getting to a closer relationship with you. May your presence be here with us and where everyone tap into their Holy Spirit in their system that they bring it forth and let the light shine through them. May the glory of the words tonight be magnified by your presence, Lord, that no one's voice is heard but yours, Lord, and the Meaning Amen. that you want us to get out of it. Amen. Amen. Then King David said to the whole assembly, My son Solomon, the one whom God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. The task is great because the palatial structure is not for man, but for the Lord God. 
With all my resources I have provided for the temple of my God, gold for the gold work, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze, iron for the iron, and wood for the wood, as well as onyx for the settings, turquoise, turquoise, stones of various colors, and all kinds of fine stone and marble, all of these in large quantities. Besides, in my devotion to the temple of God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God. Over and above everything I have provided for this holy temple, 3,000 talents of gold, gold of Ophir, and 7,000 talents of refined silver for the overlaying of the walls of the buildings, no. for the gold work no. and the silver work, and for all the work to be done no. by the craftsmen. No. Now, who is willing to consecrate themselves to the Lord today? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, then the leaders of the families, the officials of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, and officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly. They gave towards the work on the temple of God, 5,000 talents, 10,000 of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and 100,000 talents of iron. Anyone who had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the temple of the Lord in the custody of Jehiel, the Greshonites. The people rejoiced at the winning response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David, the king, also rejoiced greatly. Amen. Amen. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, Lord, the God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Amen. Amen. But who am I and who are my, who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you. And we have given you only what comes from your hand. We are foreigners and strangers in your sight as we all, as we all are ancestors. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. Lord, our God. All this abundance that we have provided for building uh, you a temple for your holy name comes from your head. And all of it belongs to you. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things I have given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willing you, that your people are here have given to you. Lord, the God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Keep these desires and thoughts to the hearts of your people forever and keep the hearts loyal to you and give my son Solomon the wholehearted devotion to keep your commands, statutes, and decrees and to do everything to build the palatial structure for which I have provided. Then David said to the whole assembly, Praise the Lord, the God of their fathers. They bowed down, prostrating themselves before the Lord and the King. Amen. Amen. Now remember, this is them all assembling, everyone in the villages, so that way David, King David, could give all his prayer 
and the degree of God's ordinance on what he wants for his temple to the people so they understand. The next day they made sacrifices to the Lord and presented burnt offerings to him, a thousand bulls, a thousand rams, and a thousand male lambs, together with their drink offerings and other sacrifices in abundance for all Israel. They ate and drank with great joy in the presence of the Lord that day. Then they acknowledged Solomon, son of David, as king a second time, anointing him before the Lord to be ruler and Zadok to be priest. So Solomon sat on the throne of the Lord as king in place of his father David. He prospered and all Israel obeyed him. All the officers and warriors, as well as all of King David's sons, pledged their submission to King Solomon. The Lord highly exalted Solomon in the sight of all Israel and bestowed on him royal splendor, such as no king over Israel ever had before. David, the son of Jesse, was king over all Israel. He ruled over Israel 40 years, seven in Hebron and 33 in Jerusalem. He died at a good old age, having enjoying long life, wealth, and honor. His son Solomon succeeded him as king. As for the event of King David's reign, from the beginning to the to end, they are written in the records of Samuel the seer, the records of Nathan the prophet, and the records of Gad the seer. Together with the details of his reign and power and the circumstances, that surrounded him and Israel and the kingdom of all other lands. Amen. Amen. Solomon, son of David, established himself firmly over his kingdom. And for the Lord his God was with him and made him exceedingly great. When Solomon spoke to all Israel, to the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, to the judges and to all the leaders of Israel, the heads of families and Solomon and the whole assembly went to the high place at Gibeon. For God's tent of meeting was there, which Moses the Lord's servant had made in the wilderness. Now David had brought up the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim to the place he had prepared for it, because he had pitched a pad for it in Jerusalem. But the bronze after that Bezalel son altar that Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made was a Gibeon in the front of the tabernacle of the Lord. So Solomon and the assembly inquired of him there. Solomon went up to the, bron to the bronze altar before the Lord in the tent of meeting and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. That night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered God, You have shown great kindness to David, my father, and have made me king in his place. Now, Lord God, let me promise to my let your promise to my father David be confirmed. For you have made you have made me king over a people who are as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this that I may lead these people. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, since it is your heart's desire and you have not asked for wealth, possessions, or honor, nor for the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people, over whom I have made you king, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given, will be given to you, and I will also give you wealth, possessions, and honor, such as no king who was, ever, was before you ever and none after you will have. 
Amen. Amen. In this text, you see God granting Solomon more than he even asked for, because he asked for the best thing he could have asked the Lord for was wisdom so he could lead the people properly the way God wanted him to. Not self things, tangible things like money and possessions and things that, that does not matter, but the wisdom and knowledge to know how to guide the people and make them stronger and closer to the kingdom of the Lord. That's why he blessed them beyond his even desires that he could even think of, being selfless. Then Solomon went to Jerusalem from the high place at Gibeon, from before the tent of meeting, and he reigned over Israel. Solomon accumulated chariots and horses. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses, which he kept in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold as a common in Jerusalem, as stones and cedar as plentiful as sycamore fig trees in the foothills. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from Q, the royal merchants purchased them from Q. At the current price, they imported a chariot from Egypt for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150. They also exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and the Armenians. Amen. Amen. Solomon gave orders to build a temple for the name of the Lord and a royal palace for himself. He conscripted 70,000 men as carriers and 80,000 as stone cutters in the hills and 3,600 as foremen over them. Solomon sent this message to Hiram, king of Tyre. Send me cedar logs as you did for my father David when you sent him cedar to build a palace to live in. Now I am about to build a temple for the name of the Lord my God and to dedicate it to him for burning a fragrant incense before him. For setting out the consecrated bread regularly and for making burnt offerings every morning and evening and on the Sabbaths, at the new moons and at the appointed festivals of the Lord our God. This is a lasting ordinance for Israel. The temple I am going to build will be great because our God is greater than all other gods. But who is able to build a temple for him, since the heavens, even the highest heavens, cannot contain him? Who then am I to build a temple for him except as a place to burn sacrifices before him? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, send me therefore a man skilled to work in gold and silver, bronze, iron, and in purple, crimson and blue yarn, and experienced in the art of engraving to work in Judah and Jerusalem with my skills worker whom my father David provided. Send me also cedar, juniper, and algum logs from Lebanon. For I know that their servants are skilled in cunning timber there. My servants will work with yours to provide me with plenty of lumber because the temple I built must be large and magnificent. I will give your servants a woodmen who cut the timber, 20,000 corks of ground wheat, 20,000 corks of barley, 20,000 baths of wine, and 20,000 baths of olive oil. Helam, king of time, replied by letter to Solomon, because the Lord loves his people, he has made you the king. And Hiram added, praise be the Lord, the God of Israel, who made heaven and earth. He has given King David a wise son, endowed with intelligence and discernment, who will build a temple for the Lord and a place for himself. Amen. 
I am sending you Hiram Abi, a man of great skill, whose mother was from Dan and whose father was from Tyre. He is trained to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, stone and wood, and with purple and blue and crimson yarn and fine linen. He is experienced in all kinds of engraving and can execute any design given to him. He will work with your skilled workers and with those of my Lord, David, your father. Now let my Lord send his servants the wheat and barley and the olive oil and wine he had promised. And we will cut all the logs from Lebanon that you will need and will float them as rest by sea down the Joppa. You can then take them up to Jerusalem. Solomon took a census of all the foreigners residing in Israel. After the census of father David had taken, and they were found to be 150,600, he assigned 7,000 of them to be carriers and 80,000 to be stonecutters in the hills and 3,600 foremen over them to keep the people working. Then Solomon began to build the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Mori, where the Lord had appeared to his father David. It was on that the threshing floor of Arunan, the Jezebite, the place provided by David. He began building on the second day of the second month in the fourth year of his reign. The foundation Solomon laid for building the temple of God was 60 cubits long and 20 cubits wide, using the cubic of the old standard. The portico of the, at the front of the temple was 20 cubits long across the width of the building and 20 cubits high. He overlaid the inside with pure gold. He paneled the main hall with Jupiter and covered it with fine gold and decorated it with palm tree and chain designs. He adorned the temple with precious stones and the gold he used was gold of Pervium. He overlaid the ceiling beams, door frames, walls, and doors of the temple with gold, and he carved cherubim on the walls. He built the most holy place, its length corresponding to the width of the temple, 20 cubits long and 20 cubits wide. He overlaid the inside with 600 talents of fine gold. The gold nails weighed 50 shekels. He also overlaid the upper parts with gold. For the most holy place, he made a pair of sculptured cherubim and overlaid them with gold. The total wingspan of the cherubim was 20 cubits. One wing of the first cherub was five cubits long and touched the temple wall, while its other wing, also five cubits long, touched the wing of the other cherub. Similarly, one wing of the second cherub was five cubits long and touched the other temple wall, and its other wing, also five cubits long, touched the wing of the first cherub. The wings of these cherubim extended 20 cubits, they stood, they stood on their feet facing the main hall. He made the curtains of blue, purple, and crimson yarn and fine linen, with cherubim worked into it. For the front of the temple, he made two pillars, which together were 35 cubits long, each with a capital five cubits high. He made interwoven chains and put them on top of the pillars. He also made a hundred pomegranates and attached them to the chain. He erected the pillars in the front of the temple, one to the south and one to the north. The one to the south he named Jackin and the one to the north, Boaz. Amen. Now, amen. As you see, as they talk about the logs in the text, about the logs going down the river, 
to today, those are the same river rivers um, that they use to transport still merchandise up and down that river, which is very controversial, I'll put it that way today. But that is exactly the same path. Anything traveling in the Middle East is the same way they transport in and out through those ports. So as well as you see all of the beauty and the splendor that he's sparing no expense on building this temple to the Lord, bringing in the best of the best from everywhere to be on deck to build this temple. Now, are there any questions or comments that anyone wants to make tonight about what we've gone over or any question outside of that? I would like to have asked a question. Sure. I know that they transported stuff through that river, but mm -hmm. I'm also wondering how they transported it. Well, with the logs, they could just let the, because logs afloat, trees afloat. So it was very easy. They just tied some string around it and as they had the um, servants float down that river along with those logs. And unfortunately, some people didn't make it because the logs could sometimes clap together and, you know, crush people. But that's in those days, that's how they did it. And a lot of them, they sometimes had ships. But mainly in that time zone we're talking about, it was just the logs themselves and actual men pulling the logs with whatever rope that he, they could use to pull it and guide it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. Thank you. You're welcome. We're going to have our second musical selection and then we'll pray. I remember when, I remember, I remember when he saved my life. Right now, do you remember? Everything before that was just a blur. I was wild, living real foul. I just want right. No. I remember when, I remember, I remember when he changed my name. From sick to heal, from broke to bless. Now I can testify that I'll never be the same. My God is amazing. Simply
Roberto, sing that. Yes, yes. Oh, it's amazing. Right, yes, I like it. I don't, and yes. everybody has been touched by the Lord, knows what He has done in their life. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for being the light and the glory in our lives. Thank you for blessing us with the ability to make it through another day and to move forward with positivity and light that we all that and shine it on to the world, that they see the glory of you on all of us, Lord, that you are the only thing that can really bring us through this world. There may be many things that people say they can help you with, but without you, Lord, it cannot be. Amen. We all go through this world with that and hold it in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.